more than anything is just a horse that won't quit. There's no way he finishes. I owe him the chance. Get up. I'm Tim Finley, and this is To Live With Honor. Chapter 16 The Horse in the Arena It is not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Theodore Roosevelt As best I can gather, dressage is a contest where apex predators, the riders, wear a suffocating tuxedo that rarely leaves its plastic bag in the closet in the pursuit of equine perfection by climbing atop a half-ton prey animal in a confined space and coerces it to dance via subtle tugs on a metal bar jammed in its mouth. The rider spends five hours prepping the horse for prom, affixes horrendously expensive tack used as often as the tux, and then rides the horse in squiggly lines around an arena without blinking or breathing or acknowledging the stupidity of riding a horse in a tuxedo. Why? I don't know. I heard something about sportive kings once. What do the squigglies mean? I haven't the foggiest. Dressage is five minutes of a horse wandering around a basketball court-sized patch of dirt while being judged against the metrics of perfect wandering. There are some trot things in there, some wiggles and straights, a few circle majobbers, and a couple of the position markers on one side spell sex if you look at it just right. I understand more about women, horses, and math than I do dressage. The one thing I do understand, it happens in an arena. And I know a lot about that. 
The Saturday morning sun streaked through the windows, setting the kitchen aglow. Missy chomped on cereal while I engrossed myself on my phone. Honor lounged in the shade just outside the window. Missy looked out to him and prepped her mouth for careful words. I took Honor to get his teeth done yesterday at Jen's and she looked him over. He's obviously not 100%. She paused and looked up. But what? I raised my eyebrows. But he's... sound. Sound two-year-olds are racing at the track right now. Honor looks like he's had a mastectomy. I say that kindly. She scowled and buried her eyes in her cereal mug. You're going to give him body image issues. She continued. I know. His left breast implant popped. I get it. He's got spread cleavage. Whatever. The point is... She looked at me over the top of her glasses. Do you know what it means? I tucked my bottom lip and avoided eye contact, scouring the room for an answer I felt like I was supposed to know. He's gonna race? She choked on granola and milk shot from her sinuses. No, don't be ridiculous. It means he's not a lawn ornament. He can be ridden. I thought you already proved that. You've been riding him for like, what, what, two weeks? No, I've been rehabbing him. Clinical stuff. So, sitting in a saddle on his back, while actually moving, is not riding. My horse education is lousier than I thought. I blame you. Her smile widened her face. No, you're a lousy student. I'm just here to flirt with the teacher. I smirked. Missy looked down into her mug as color raced up her neck and into her cheeks. Anyway... Mr. Finley, before you so unprofessionally interrupted my class, what I was getting at was I wanted to give Honor a chance. Uh, at what? A show. She stopped smiling. Like, the kind where they judge every little nook and cranny of your horse? Whether a hair is out of place, whether he farts wrong, or whether he has a gaping hole in his chest or a bum leg? Look, I, I believe Honor is an amazing, unbelievable story. I love that horse. I love you. I also believe that you are the greatest rider and horseman I will ever know. And I realize I wouldn't necessarily know the difference. But I've seen you sit atop horses in an arena and look stuffy and uncomfortable and do the little horsey dance thing and win a lot of ribbons. I think if anyone could compete a horse whose talent is trotting without falling over, it's you. But let's be real. He's rideable. Tossing him to the mercy of some angry equine Judge Judy isn't exactly fair to him. He's better than you think, and judges are not out to insult your horse. No, he's not. Her expression dimmed. I know quite well how good he is, and that's what I don't like about this. No pretentious judge could ever know how good he is or appreciate even half of what I appreciate in him. What about honor? Her question knocked me off balance, as did her sincerity. What about him? What would he appreciate? And where is this coming from? I thought you'd be excited to see him compete. I'm a little taken aback by it. I don't understand. 
I froze a moment as rusty cogs broke free and clanked around in my skull. Her question dislodged dusty habits left over from old thinking. Missy wasn't interested in the judge. Only honor. I imagined a busted horse tripping about the arena, face-planting in the dirt with a pristine rider toppling over the handlebars. I heard the coarse words of an old woman critiquing the horse's soundness, as well as the rider's negligence in bringing a lame horse. I wanted to lunge at the judge and strangle her with one hand while pointing at his scar with the other. I hated every excoriating word she spoke. I hated every fragile tear that dripped down the cheek of a proud girl who, despite the embarrassment, held pride in her broken horse. I hated the judges for not knowing his story. But it wasn't really his story that bothered me. When is it? The 23rd of September. It's just a little show, but they have beginner-level classes I think Honor would do well in. The only problem is Honor's two. How's that a problem? Because horses don't show at two. More like twelve. I have to convince them to let me enter him. When I tell them I want to bring a two-year-old thoroughbred, they're going to laugh me out of the state. I'm not certain it was intentional, but her intellectual chess match played right into my weakness. What? Enter him. If I'm wrong to tell him no, everyone else must be. Really? I couldn't tell if she was being coy, knowing how she set it up, or if she was genuinely that excited. Yes, really. It's your turn. My turn? For what? Her face wrinkled. To give Honor a chance. In the meantime, Mrs. Finley, about that after-school detention. I winked. Through the remainder of August and the beginning of September, Missy worked with Honor constantly. Early on, 80% of Honor's work was rehab and 20% practice. That transitioned as Honor's disfigured chest began to regrow. The ribby, sedentary gelding packed on weight day by day. Eventually, Honor's belly even hung with a reserve of padding that spoke more to his appetite than his work ethic. Given the circumstances, we were happy to see him carry weight somewhere. By the first week of September, Honor walked soundly. His trot returned to its floaty lightness and his dead legs stopped jarring. He loved the arena and poured out effort for the blonde on his back. Missy requested an inch, and Honor pushed a foot. Honor answered Missy's commands with giddy ears. It's said a thoroughbred is, quote, hot-blooded, meaning they're wound just a tad tight around the axle. In the Air Force, we call it all-thrust-no-vector, which may better explain why Honor carried on as he did for Missy. She gave him a vector. Honor rewarded her with Herculean try. Honor stopped rehabbing and started training. The same crossrails that had been the focus of his painful rehabilitation now became competitive obstacles. The rails no longer lay flat on the ground. They inched higher and higher each session, as Honor, through sheer force of will, threw his weakened body over them. Each vault reinvigorated dormant muscles, each landing infused him with confidence. During his sessions, Honor reached, pulled, pushed, and gained. The strength of a horse resides not in his legs, but in his chest. By September 22nd, 
Honor's lanky frame looked strong and athletic. His chest, though lopsided, wasn't the sad, disfigured thing it had been. The scar, tucked away in the cleavage, was only noticeable on inspection. Honor was tied to the yoke outside the barn doors. Missy had tied a long plastic stick around the tip of his snout with bailing wire so that it twisted his nose tight like a tourniquet. What's with the twine and stick thing on his nose? I had just come home and was still in my flight suit. Honor wiggled his pinched lip. It's called a twitch. Missy stepped away from him and reached back into the grooming kit on the ground behind her. The carrying case contained a buffet of devices for enhanced interrogation. One of those devices twisted around the tip of Honor's nose. The ground all around Honor was sopping wet. Locks of black mane and tail littered the ground in a circle around him. Honor's mane, or at least what was left of it, coiled in perfectly spaced knots down his neck. He looked sedate and lost in thought, but Honor's physical appearance was stunning. I had grown accustomed to filthy Honor, a mud-caked matte-brown Honor whose coat was always too long, whose figure was always too lean, and whose mane hairs were always that of an 80s metal frontman. Whatever foul magics Missy worked on Honor transformed him into something amazing. A horse. No, a painting of a horse. His coat glistened with a sheen that accentuated each line and muscle. His hooves flashed with glossy lacquer. His two white ornaments on his face and back hoof glowed white hot. My eyes widened as I inspected him. Missy continued talking as I gawked. It gives them something to think about instead of all the dastardly things I'm doing to him. Like clipping his mane and his ear hairs, which he absolutely hates. Ear hairs? He hates it? What are you talking about? See all the old man hair sticking out from his ears? Give it a whirl. She handed me the clippers and popped them alive into a buzz. Honor's head drooped, as did the rope tied to the old oak tree. I held the clippers like a seasoned barber and trimmed away. Honor's ears flopped in my hand as chunks of brown hair fell in wisps to the ground. Missy stood to my right with folded arms. Is that good? Or should there be less hair? It was an honest question. Honor and I both looked toward the scowling girl. That's some shit. She snatched the clippers from my hand and turned them off. No, that's good enough. Unreal. She shook her head in disgust. Maybe it's the switch. Twitch. Yeah, that thing. I guess it works, huh? Yeah, I guess. Her grumbling gave way to lighthearted expression as she stepped back to view Honor like an artist before a piece of finished work. Well, what do you think? She extended both arms out, presenting him. <laughs> Honor has a white sock? <laughs> he looks like an Oren Mixer painting. Seriously. What you've done with him is probably more unbelievable than what he's done with himself. I mean, I'm stunned. I glanced at his chest as a wash of amazement soaked into my brain. I grimaced. Honor broke free of the cocoon to morph into something regal and radiant, something explosively alive and self-aware. His wound now looked more like a poignant tattoo. It hurt once, but now spoke artistry to a story. I stepped close to him and grazed my fingers over his scar 
and felt the thick, calloused tissue. I turned my head towards Missy with my hand still on Honor's chest. My expression twisted, like Honor's nose in the twitch. What's wrong? I don't know. Maybe that's the problem. There's nothing wrong. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'd ask how it's possible, but I feel like that's like asking God for an autograph. I just wonder why. Why what? Why all of this? Why is he still alive? Why was he at the auction house? Why was I there? Why am I still- Does it matter? Yes. She looked at me and paused. She knew what I meant. Why? I turned my head back to Honor and admired his glossy coat. Honor is the filthiest horse on the planet. I don't know that I've ever seen one shiny spot on him, let alone his whole body. Before today, I didn't know that this horse existed underneath all that dirt. This isn't the horse I bought. Missy smiled and walked close to me, kissing me on the cheek. You're not the man who bought him. September 23rd, 2012. Missy yanked the blankets back, jolting me from my weakened hibernation. Come on, honor's loaded. I'm waiting on you. Oh, shit. I mumbled with swollen eyes as I oozed out of bed. I threw on a gray Kansas State fleece and zombie walked my way out to the truck. Missy sat in the cab making gestures that I assume were meant to inspire me to move faster. They didn't work. Honor watched out the trailer window as I moseyed past the truck and opened the gate. You don't look like you're in a hurry. I pulled the gate open and Missy eased into the road, then closed it behind them. For the first time since his injury, Honor was now officially away from home. More than that, Honor was on his way to a chance, a risk, to be judged in an arena against the impossible. The venue, just to the southeast of Oklahoma City, was tucked away between the hills and lakes in the heart of cowboy countryside. It was a modest venue, nothing flashy, but the attendance caught even my attention. Central Oklahoma is not exactly the epicenter of English-style equestrian sports. However, everyone for a hundred miles that participated in English riding brought their mounts to compete. Horses littered the acreage with waves of screeching whinnies, Riders clad in the same expensive, dry-clean-only garb marched to and fro, some with horse in hand, others with buckets or grooming supplies. Mothers, husbands, boyfriends, sisters, and friends quadrupled the number of two-legged types. They dashed from the trailers to the arena and back again, carting supplies. Each of the dozens of horses resembled honor in their magnificence. Hair braided and tucked, glossed and trimmed, fit and ready but no horses resembled honor. These horses bragged with thick, sturdy necks, proud, bulging chests, and firm, sinewy maturity. Honor, by his standards, the standards of a horse whose every step left the hoofprint of a miracle on the ground, glowed brighter than he ever had. By the harsh, critical standards of the arena, 
Honor looked juvenile, green, and paltry. Anxiety sparked in my chest as I watched those regal beasts stride to the arena, only to return with the rider in tears. My thoughts snowballed from anger to fear. I fixated on Honor's folds of excess chest skin as Missy warmed him up on the lunge line. He floated across the ground as she cheered him on in a circle. They were content, but I writhed with worry. I imagined his tired leg giving way, replaying it over and over. Again, I listened with my heart to every critical syllable from an imaginary pretentious judge. My legs and teeth chattered as if the morning were colder than it was. I wanted to take them away, to flee from the threat, to spare them from the bleeding heartache of stabbing words. Babe, are you okay? Missy called out from the pivot of a prancing horse circle. I must have been wearing my thoughts on my face. Huh? Yeah, just a little nervous. She cocked her head to the side and wore a crooked smile. Aw, babe, you're a proud dad. Don't worry, he's going to do great. She turned her eyes to Honor as he danced around her. What if he doesn't? Somewhat stunned, her face fell somber. What would make you think he wouldn't? I, I don't know, just forget I said it. She made her flapping lip brrr sound, and Honor jarred to a halt. She pulled on the lunge line and walked him over. I know what you're thinking. It's okay. All horse shows are like this. I know his disadvantages. He knows them. Maybe he trips. Maybe his chest gets tired and he starts limping around the arena. And maybe the judge rips us both apart. Maybe the other horses are stronger, more experienced, and bred for it. Maybe the other horses haven't had an iron rod jammed into their chest. Maybe the other horses haven't been diagnosed as dead or dying. It doesn't matter. We aren't here to be judged. Then why are we here? Because he's alive with a chance to be in the arena. Because maybe we can. If he does horribly, it doesn't lessen his story any. If anything, it strengthens it. He wasn't supposed to be here. Just to be here, that... That's why we're here. <laughs> Fair. Now I need you to grab the bucket and go fill it with water while I get changed. In the distance, as I carted the bucket to the hydrant, I heard a coarse voice boom over the PA speakers. Missy Finley writing Latin honor. Be ready. My hands quivered as I lifted the lever on the hydrant. I snapped a few photos of the two as they trotted toward the arena. I tucked fear in my back pocket. Good luck. Good luck, honor guy. I reached the arena at the top of the hill, a minute or so behind the two. Missy conversed with other mounted contestants who either just completed or awaited their turn. Honor took in all the activity like a toddler in a petting zoo, head craning around, ears spinning, Otherwise, Honor behaved much calmer than I anticipated, than either of us anticipated, which calmed me. Next up, Next up. Missy Finley writing Latin, Latin. Honor. 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 My stomach fell to my ankles. Here we go. Missy's eyebrows raised, her teeth clenched tight, and shined a broad, nervous smile. My brain went stupid, and all I could muster was a weak smile and a nod. I followed through the gate, behind the two, 
and pulled my phone from my pocket, opening up the video camera. The rust-colored iron buttresses vaulted overhead like a steel-ribbed cathedral with a red dirt floor. The whole arena closed in around us with a foreboding darkness, eschewing bright sun just beyond its confines. Honor carried Missy forward into the shadow. Honor's ears snapped to attention, as did Missy's posture. The two locked in focused concert. Honor paused in the entryway, adjusting his eyes to the shade of the arena. Missy gave an expressionless squeeze with her legs, reassuring him. Honor lifted his hoof, his left leg, his dead leg, and stepped forward. A puff of dust kicked up into the last ray of direct sunlight and hung aloft there, frozen, as the two braved the arena. The morning sun bore down with full force outside the overhang, whitewashing everything outside. The rattle of tack and din of voices vanished into the white walls of light around and outside the arena. Silence. The team walked around the outside of the arena, awaiting their cue from the judge, elevated up on a platform at the far end. A bell rang and banged echoes against the steel beams. Missy transitioned Honor to a light, gliding trot back to the entrance of the arena. I held the camera up and tapped the red dot. A massive, muscular beast breezed by from left to right, an unshakable competitor sitting astride. The two slowed to an easy walk, turned to their left, and then entered the confines of the judgment area. The arena lay barren, no walls to duck behind, no fanfare distraction, and no shield from the rotten tomatoes of a million invisible vitriolic patrons. Honor carried Missy to the arena center point and faced the brooding judge. Honor halted. In silence, fossilized in an instant, a horse and rider stood before Caesar, whose thumb still paralleled the ground. And the rumble. Their backs facing me, I guessed nothing of their thoughts, their future, or their risk. I knew nothing but the freeze-frame image in the million-word poetry it spoke. A horse and rider stood resolute, face forward, toward the risk of merciless judgment. The two stood against the crashing invisible waves of chance, firm hooves braced in faith. With tiny fires burning in their own, the two looked their judge in the eye, and with a respectful bow, saluted. It is not the critic who counts.
honor sprang to life, marching at attention, vibrant and strong. Missy perched atop the saddle with rigid shoulders as the rookie locked his frame in place. Honor's feet mashed against the soft dirt beneath him, answering each subtle command from Missy. To the left they walked, circled, and crossed diagonal back to the near side of the arena. Honor transitioned to a trot, gliding as a figure skater across an ice ground. One circle, two circles, and then they swept back across the arena. Steam billowed from Honor's nostrils as every muscle squeezed in perfect execution. <laughs> oh my god! Missy cued Honor back to the trot. Honor obliged, throwing elegant legs forward. Muscle lines waved beneath his glossy sheen in musical rhythm as the two waltzed across the floor. My legs and jaw thawed. I was smiling. I didn't even realize it. The three of us danced silently in the fire together. Each step, Honor grew stronger, prouder. Sliding, gliding, floating, flying, Honor needed no legs, dead or otherwise, as he hung from invisible wings. For two minutes and 37 seconds, Honor, when given the chance, stepped perfect. The two guided down the left side of the arena back toward me, turning at the last moment to intercept their final turn down center line. Honor floated one last time to his left and settled his wings onto a breath of dust that hung on a single ray of sunshine breaking through a crack in the overhead. He tucked his wings and softened back to a walk. <laughs> yes! An abandoned colt, left for dead, crippled and impossibly healed, abided the slightest tug on the reins and halted where the two began, in the center of the arena. Once again they presented themselves to the mercy of the imaginary millions and the judgment of Caesar come as it may. They bowed. and saluted. Missy turned honor and walked toward the arena exit. My legs exploded in frenzy, pushing clumsy feet against the deep arena dirt. I sprinted toward my team. Missy's professionalism melted away to reveal my favorite girlish grin. I didn't know what to do. My mind whirled. I rubbed his face, which only seemed to annoy him. I scratched his neck, patted his shoulder. I threw a stupid smile at Missy, whose elation glowed just as clueless. She patted the side of his neck. Honor maintained his professional, all-business demeanor while still enjoying the lavish praise. I hugged Missy with my eyes. He's an all-star. <laughs> He's a dope. Honor chewed on my shoulder. I shoved his face away, laughing. 
Missy's voice hushed just above a whisper. That was amazing. She was in shock. In fact, the only one not in shock was Honor. A horse doesn't care what he can't do, and is never amazed by what he can. Such is the confidence of a horse. He looked at me again with relaxed eyes, still burning from within. Amid the celebratory banter between me and Missy, Honor spoke simple, thundering words through those eyes. Their casual softness tapped into something deeper, making sure I paid attention. Images of past events clicked through my memory in no particular order to show a scared and scarred young man, beaten and engulfed by death. Honor withheld his sympathy, for death meant nothing to him. Failure meant nothing to him. Judgment meant nothing to him. To beat a dead horse is to do or say the same thing over and over for no gain. For years, I hid in fear behind a wall of hubris and self-preservation with no meaningful gain. Then I met a horse and watched him die. I witnessed something new in the arena, been party to some nascent greatness. Into the arena, with a gladiator's confidence, marched a dead horse who could not be beaten. We walked back to the trailer and dined on lunch with a happy horse, content with his human company for the next couple hours. The scores wouldn't be posted for a while, and Honor still had one more event left. Cross country. The three of us sat as a family, laughing and mugging for photos, wholly unaware. Unaware we were all in the arena now. Honor stood at the end of his lead rope, curiously watching Missy swish back and forth, in and out of the trailer, changing clothes and affixing her cross-country gear. She sported the breastplate of a modern knight and a helmet to match. Honor, too, showed off his new red and black tack, less concerned than his rider. So there's this one jump out there that's kind of in the middle. It's the only one I'm really worried about. This is really basic stuff, stuff he can just walk over if he wants to. But that one he'll have to really get it. She pointed out to the center of the open field to a small mound with a large log laid flat at the crest. That one there? I want good video of that one, assuming he doesn't refuse. Here's hoping. She rambled in nervous haste as she buckled her helmet and grabbed the mounting block. His class time limit is crazy long, so I'm just going to trot the course. I just want him to enjoy the ride and have fun being a little jumping pony. She gave a quirky little girl smile. Hey, miss? Yeah? If he wants to go, maybe give him a little rain. Yeah, no way. Nah, I didn't sign up for cartwheels and backflips. She squinted. But what makes you ask? I don't know. For the same reason you want to trot him? Just a hunch. I shrugged. Then I'm counting on you to yell at him to stop running. That seems to work. Okay, well, good luck. I kissed her before she climbed the mounting block. As she slung her leg over the saddle, I quietly scolded Honor. Don't. Run. I unclasped the lead rope, and the team trotted off to the starting area. I walked to the center of the course, surrounded on all sides by near and distant horse hurdles in the form of logs, fences, tires, chicken coops, and rock piles. I turned back to the south, 
where Missy and Honor waited in a corral to begin. A lady at the corral opening gave an audible cue, and Honor walked into the field. Missy took him from a brisk walk to an easy trot, allowing him ample time to evaluate each tiny jump along the course. Most obstacles rose above the ground no higher than his knobby knees. After all, Honor was a beginner, and this was for fun. Honor's ears scooped the passing breeze as he guided around the expanse of the course. His pace slowed, approaching each standard, his ears and eyes calculated, and then his feet unceremoniously walked over the challenge. The mental challenge seemed to move Honor along, but in all, the pace and simplicity made for more of a leisurely jaunt around the pasture than a competitive eventing course. Missy and Honor disappeared out of sight to the northwest corner of the course and returned back to my field of view as I relocated to the top of the mound with the one jump Missy dreaded. Missy rode the brakes to keep Honor's pace sluggish. I grew bored watching. No, more than bored. I grew impatient. And strangely so. We call them cool. Those hearts that have no scars to show. The ones that never do let go. And risk the tables being turned. The night I drove out to the auction house, an itch consumed me, to this day that I can't explain. An irresistible urgency pried me out of the house and plopped me into the car seat. Some unseen force shoved me in a direction I didn't want to travel. That same compelling force turned the car key with my hand. The radio. It's not enough just to stand outside the fire. Missy curled around to the south side of the mound. Honor's ears flopped, lazy and unaware of his next challenge. Twenty feet away, just down the hill from the log, Missy aimed his eyes and ears. Honor went rigid. She clicked her tongue, urging him. Honor's ears squirmed, performing wild mathematical calculations. His eyes panicked. Fear and doubt pulled on Honor's weak chest muscles. Honor's left front hoof clipped the ground in a spat of obvious weakness going up the hill. His right front hoof smashed against the back of his dead left. <laughs> Honor stumbled to his left, juking off balance, gimping to the side of the hill. Oh, Honor. Missy attempted to negotiate with him, but Honor wasn't listening. He felt his weakness, stuttering and tripping without confidence. Then, his ears and eyes... His entire demeanor shifted. His ears flung forward and his eyes lit on fire. Missy became a spectator in the saddle. Honor repositioned himself, centered on the log, sliding his ass in back to the right, his center line aimed down the barrel of a cannon. Honor's haunches squeezed and coiled low to the ground and detonated. Standing outside the fire. Honor's front legs tucked against his chest as his ears scratched the clouds overhead. All four of Honor's hooves soared, a stream of steaming heat collapsing in the air behind him. Smoke wafted out from his shoulders as hints of wings. Missy tugged on the reins. But Honor's serpent eyes ignored her. Honor's blood boiled, supercharging his muscles with combustible fuel. Trotting faded to a smoky memory. 
thundering hooves seared a path through the open field. Standing outside the barn. Standing outside the barn. Life is not tried, it is nearly survived if you're standing soften the reins. Honor's head coiled back and lurched forward with each completed stride, driving his legs just for the fucking pleasure of it, and ran. I wish every human could understand the passion of a sprinting horse and his need to do so. Honor tore across the field as Missy gathered him up, calming him several football fields away. Goose flesh crawled down my arms and over the back of my neck. You'd swear if given enough ground, he would have become a full fire-spewing dragon. I remembered my only promise to Honor. You can't lie to a horse. You can't tell him he can't run. You can't negotiate with a heavy metal guitarist for a reasonable volume. And you can't convince a fighter to flee. Missy and Honor circled back toward me, both shimmering with smiles and sweat. The two vaulted over several more obstacles, if they could be called that ever again, and rounded out to the finish. I walked back to the two as my mind chewed on impossible ideas. Upon reaching the trailer, I fed an eager honor a treat as well as hugged Missy. But for the time being, I maintained a mental distance, still juggling the one confusing, constant, and unabating thought. Missy handed me the blue bucket again. I'm going to go hose him off. Will you please go fill this up and check to see if the scores are posted? Yeah, sure. I took the bucket and walked through the rows of trucks and trailers to the desk beside the arena entrance. I scoured through the weirdness of numbers and horse names. Latin Honor Missy Finley. I dragged my finger across the spreadsheet. 78%. 78? A fucking C plus? That's horse shit. They were perfect. I dragged it farther to the right. First. HP. HP. The hell is that? I grabbed the nearest girl in riding pants next to me. Hey, hey, come here, come here, come here, come here. Hey, what's HP? What's that mean? I pointed at the handwritten letters to the right of the column. The petite brunette smiled a freckled, toothy grin. It must be a horse girl thing. It means high point. The hell is that? It means the top score in all the classes. Top score? Like a video game? Not a C plus? So it's a good thing. Yeah, and what's awesome, it was a girl on a two-year-old thoroughbred. He was so sweet and really tall. He did like a perfect routine. That's crazy. Was the horse super handsome too? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Awesome. Thanks for your help. I turned back to the desk to claim Team Finley's prize. The lady working behind the plastic folding table sifted through arranged rows of multicolored ribbons. She snatched up two, one blue, one pink. The pink represented second place in his class for cross-country. The blue ribbon for dressage would be his first, but far from the last. I skipped filling the bucket. 
I dashed back to Missy through the trailers like a kickoff return through a crowded field, the football a pair of ribbons. I startled the two as she doused Honor's face. Look! Look, look, look! I waved the ribbons around, out of breath. First! Missy danced her Irish jig, bouncing up and down. There's more. What is it? He was high point for dressage. You're kidding. Her expression fell flat. Then, without warning, she leapt on top of me, wrapping wild arms and legs around my body, clutching me like a baby monkey. She laughed hysterically. She pulled back, eyes soaked with joy that she didn't wipe away. Unbelievable. I can't believe this is happening. Did you see him run after the log? Oh my god. I didn't think he would ever stop. I did see. I saw everything. If I didn't get it on video, I doubt anyone would believe it. I wouldn't. I can't believe it. Sometimes, thoughts fall out of my mouth. He could race! Tim, go fill the bucket. The drive home that evening was a happy one. I showed Missy all the videos and pictures of their exploits that day. But as I drove and my wife giggled, I sat in pensive silence, wondering. I wrestled with the paradigm shift. Hard habits die old. The fruit this tree bore was something I had never tasted, or if I had, I'd forgotten the flavor long ago. It wasn't that honor stopped amazing me by desensitization. It was that every amazing event, from slight to astonishing, aligned stars in such a way to point somewhere. Somewhere I wasn't sure I was ready to go. What I didn't know was honor had already taken me there. The strength of a horse, for centuries, has been employed by man to carry the weight he alone could not carry and to traverse the distances he alone cannot traverse. Sometimes that weight is the rider himself, and that distance isn't measured in miles. My mind flickered with a simple image. I stood next to a horse beset by thousands of strewn roses in an arena. I'm Tim Finley. This is To Live With Honor. Live fierce. This all ends. <laughs>